any pot of darkness cooking the glory of my marriage be scattered in the name of Jesus. I want you to start with that prayer point. Any pot of darkness cooking the glory of my marriage be scattered in the name of Jesus. If you really love your marriage, you're going to pray. Be scattered in the name of Jesus. Be scattered in the name of Jesus. Be scattered in the name of Jesus. I want you to lift up your voice wherever you are and pray like a life depends on it. Havra kumbandai, mumbra kivala baba, mumbra kindeva. Any pot of darkness cooking the glory of my marriage be destroyed, 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 for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Say any arrangement of darkness against my marriage be scattered, 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 be scattered. Every arrangement of darkness against my marriage be scattered 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 for jesus name we are prayed i want you to shout this one loud and clear any evil magnet attracting me to the wrong person drawing me or drawing the wrong person to me be broken be broken over my life in the name of jesus 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 for in jesus name we have prayed amen amen can we celebrate jesus can we celebrate jesus put your hands together for jesus Amen. Hallelujah. You are all so wonderful this morning. You are all glorious. The glory of the Lord is risen on you. As I speak, chains that are holding marriages from manifesting, they will begin to break. As you listen to me this morning, oppressions of darkness disturbing relationships will be scattered in the name of Jesus as you listen to me this morning the power of the highest 
would overshadow you and marital favor will come upon you in the name of Jesus. I already see angels here. I already see angels. Father, in the name of Jesus, you have decided to send your angels that are meant for relationship into our midst. Father, I ask that they be activated in the meeting right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you ready to learn this morning? <laughs> you know, one of the most one of the most important things or important decisions you would ever make in your life is the choice of a life partner. In fact, if God can trust you with this particular decision, then you are matured. You are matured. You are a matured Christian. I will start with a question. Can an elephant get married to an ant? Talk to me. You know, we are having an interactive section. So make sure you are talking to me. If not, you make me feel bored. Talk to me. Amen. Can an elephant, no matter what, an elephant cannot marry an ant. Okay. Uh, what would happen? What would happen if you place an elephant and an ant on the same bed? <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? If we place an elephant and ant on the same bed, <laughs> ah, can they sleep together? In fact, the elephant may not be able to locate the ant. <laughs> you see, that is how wrong marriage works. You see, to marry, to marry, to marry the wrong person is a total disaster. It's a total disaster and it's a tragedy just like the elephant and the ant. You see, the devil will make sure that people don't get the right choice in marriage. <laughs> and you see, one thing, one thing that the devil would always try to do is that the devil would find a way to make you his father-in-law. <laughs> How? He would try to make you to get married to an unbeliever. The moment you get married to an unbeliever, it means <laughs> you have made the devil your father-in-law indirectly. <laughs> the devil is a very, very bad father-in-law. Amen. Now, that is just, by the way, Gilbert, are you there? Can you display quickly Genesis chapter 2, verse 10? Sorry, verse 18. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Please, I want you to be interacting. Interacting. Yeah. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. And Jehovah, that is Elohim, said, It is not good that man should be alone. 
I will make him a helpmate. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him an helpmate for him. So the Bible makes it clear that being single is not good. It's not good. You see, if it is not ordained by God, you see, there are some circumstances like the life of Apostle Paul that was by God. You get it? If it is not ordained by God, being single is a bad thing. It is not good that the man should be alone. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. Follow me. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. You will be displaying down to verse 12. You will take it verse by verse. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. It says, I said verse by verse. Verse 9 first. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. <laughs> Two are better than one. So, <laughs> if you are here and then you've made up your mind you are not going to get married, please change your mind again. Maybe a young man somewhere smash your heart or a young lady smash your heart you have to reconsider because the bible says two are better than one it says because they have a good reward for their labor so in the journey of life two people would make much more impact let's go to verse 10 it says for if they fall it says the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he, for he had not another to help him up. Verse 11. He says, again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? Hey, I think above 18, not below 18 is here. <laughs> it says, if two lie together, it says, then they have heat. It is better. It is better. Heat is better than cold. I did not say anything. Go to verse 12. <laughs> heat is better than cold. That is what Ecclesiastes is saying. It says, and if one prevail against him, it says, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Amen. Showing you the power of unity. Amen. Now, let's move to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. Proverbs 18, verse 22. Proverbs 18, verse 22. It says, Whoso findeth 
a wife findeth a good thing and obtained favor of the Lord. He said, Whoso findeth a wife, the good thing that the Bible is describing is a wife. You may find a woman, but not a wife. You may find a lady, but not a wife. You may find a slay queen, but not a wife. You may find a warm body, but not a wife. You may find a girlfriend, but not a wife. He says, Whoso findeth a wife, he says, findeth a good thing. He says, and obtained favor of the Lord. Meaning that you receiving a good wife is a favor from God. It's a favor. He says, and obtained favor of the Lord. The same thing applies to the man. Also, we, can, we can say, whoso findeth a husband, findeth a good thing, and obtained favor of the Lord. Amen. So, we find the wife. The woman, it did not say the woman find the man. So, women, the ladies have to wait for we to find them. You see, even in African culture, you see that the men go after the ladies. You get it? It's normal. So, the men have to find you. You see, but you see, there are some ladies, they are trying to change the, um, the balance. You see, those are the ones that stand by the roadside. <laughs> they are showing everybody, I am here. Can you find me? <laughs> I am here. You see, those ones, they are even trying to find the men. You see, they are making themselves, them, themselves too cheap. Let the man suffer. Let the man suffer to find you. You see, when the man suffer to find you, then he knows that he will value what he has found. Let him suffer. Don't make yourself too cheap. I'm available. You are available everywhere. No. No, 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 no. Let the man suffer to find you. That is when he will find a good thing. But if the mind, you see, when we say find, it involves searching. It involves searching. The man is searching thoroughly. You see, he doesn't just pick it from the ground. He looks for it thoroughly. You get it? Don't make yourself cheap. You see, sorry to say, but this morning, please, this message is for the matured. <laughs> if you are below 18, go and sleep. Because you are going to hear things. Mm. So, um, you see, as a lady, you don't easily, at the least provocation, you have just visited a man, and the least provocation, you have removed your trousers. You have removed your skirt. That is being too cheap. Too cheap. Too cheap. You see, once you make yourself available like that for a man, 
the man will not value you and the most painful thing is that the man will not even get married to you you see so make yourself valuable your body is holding you anyhow no so remove his hand <laughs> yeah see, these are the skills the man will say hmm? this one is not like you see the man is trying to put his hand around your waist you remove the hand the man would look at you and say ah, kind of say this you see when you do things like that ah, the man will respect you he will come for you he will begin to search for you till he finds you let's move a little bit It will take, you see, this this topic we are discussing is a very very important one. It is the greatest test you would ever pass through, and you see, it will determine the outcome of your destiny forever. It will take a woman about five minutes to destroy a church. In case you are a pastor and then <laughs> you married your wife or you found your wife. There's a story of this particular um, bishop. He was um, presiding over about 1,500 members. Women are very, very dangerous. If you marry the wrong one, you suffer. So this bishop and his wife, they were in the church. All of a sudden, the woman came in front of the congregation. And then he said, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> When women, they do, hmm, she starts running because there are secrets, secrets that are about to be unleashed. <laughs> the woman came in front of the congregation. And said, mm, mm. She placed her hand on her waist and he said, this, this person you call your pastor here, this man you call your bishop, is a fornicator. He knows how to fornicate. He always fornicates. And now he's coming to give you people Holy Communion. <laughs> you want to eat Holy Communion from a man who is a fornicator? <laughs> then <laughs> everybody... They start looking at themselves. They say, ah, no, this is not true. Ah, our pastor cannot be like that. Then some people said, ah, do you know your pastor more than the wife? The wife is saying he's a fool. Okay. <laughs> then they all, some of them took, some of them did not take. The next Sunday, there were only 10 people in the church from 1,500 to 10 people 10 people in the church that is the power of a woman marrying the wrong woman so it takes just about five minutes for her to destroy your destiny amen now we are going to look at 15 wrong reasons 15 wrong reasons 
for getting married. We want to look at 15. 15 wrong reasons for getting married. I would like you, if you're having a pen, put down some things down. Jot down some things. 15 wrong reasons for getting married. Are you guys there? I feel some of you are already sleeping. I feel some of you are already sleeping. Thank you, Jesus. Just take your pen and your paper and put down something. 15 reasons don't worry if you don't have a pen don't worry just follow me you can come back to listen to this audio again it will be made available to you number one you must not get married because of lusts you must not get married because of lusts there are some people the reason why they want to get married is because they want to have sex regularly according to them that is their own idea of getting married all they can think about you see is sex so the reason why they are going into marriage it's because they just want to have sex. Monday, they have planned. Monday, three hours. Tuesday, four hours. Okay, Wednesday, five hours. That is their own plan. Or that's how they see marriage. You see, what if the man you want to get married to he doesn't have that kind of stamina maybe one hour two hours three hours just that kind of stamina and then you've already gotten married to him you see then trouble begins that is how trouble will begin because there'll be a lack of satisfaction and the reason why you are now in the marriage, you are not getting it. So most of the time, what people call love is not actually love, it's just lust. So what do they do? They start going out to look for somebody who is going to satisfy them. And the reason why they are going out is because what they are actually looking for in the marriage, they are not getting it. So they have gotten married for the wrong reason. If the reason why you want to get married is because of it, then trouble is waiting for you. 
you have to correct your mind now that marriage is not all about sex marriage is not all about sex no number two the first reason i said is that you must not get married because of lust number two infatuation what is infatuation love at first sight you just saw the lady and within seconds we are already proposing to her the moment i saw your eyes the moment my eyes made contact with your eyes i felt a chemical reaction inside of my body the chemical reaction is making me feel that something inside deeply inside is telling me you are the one <laughs> you are very funny you just met somebody and within one minute <laughs> You think you are in love with the person. That is not love. That is called infatuation. <laughs> and you know something? This kind of things, they usually end in disaster. <laughs> they end, as our people would say, they end in tears. They end in tears. <laughs> <laughs> that chemical reaction is lying. It is not real. That chemical reaction is not real. Number three. Another wrong reason why people get married is that is that they like they just like the idea of getting married. They like the idea of getting married. <laughs> you know, most of the ladies, they like their dreaming. Some of them, they will stay and be, they will be just creating images of how their wedding is going to be. They will see themselves getting married to this prince, coming in different colors of suit. See, they are picturing their marriage. They just like marriage. They like marriage. <laughs> they like wedding. They like wedding. You see, you don't get married because you like wedding. Oh, my friends are getting married. So you went to your friend's wedding and then you saw it. You said, yes, I too, I want to do mine. You want to feel among the married. You just like wedding. You like wedding ring. You like Once you saw your friend's wedding ring, you say, mm, you like it. That is not a proper reason for getting married. It's like, um, 
someone you ask someone um why do you want to become a soldier and then the person says ah i like the uniform i like the uniform why do you want to be a, a soldier i like the uniform ah <laughs> it is when you get there and then they said there is a war in morocco we are going there now would you still be liking the uniform you see so marriage is much more than that liking of wedding liking of wedding ring liking you just like wedding gown you like wedding gown no that is a wrong reason for getting married number four the fear of not getting married another reason of not getting married is the fear of not getting married maybe you check your age and you know um at this age you should have gotten married but for some reason you are not married so you become scared that if you don't take the next opportunity that is coming then you may not get married again you see so maybe someone just proposes to you because of that fear that you may not get married then you just accepted and got married to the person not even going to pray about it or trying to find out of you were driven by a fear and most of the time the kind of person you're going to get married to is a deficit because you don't take your time to know the person very well you got married because of fear if you miss this opportunity you may not get another one see once you feel that way stop it our past is in god god would not fail you do not go into marriage because you are afraid of not getting married number 5 is pressure Number 1 I said number 1 is you must not get married because of lust. Number 2 you must not get married because of infatuation. Number 3 you must not get married because you like the idea of getting married. Number 4 the fear of not getting married. Number 5 pressure. It is a mistake that some of us would sit down with our pen and paper and start designing our life at the age of 20 i'm a doctor at the age of 21 professor at the age of 22 i'm married at the age of 24 i'm have given birth you see once you do that to yourself 
and you make your own plans like that, you're going to put yourself under pressure. And sometimes, pressure also comes from our family. They are some of our parents. They want you to quickly get married. They are putting pressure on you. So, you must take note. If the reason why you want to get married is because your mom is saying, Where is my grandchild? Your dad is saying, Where is my grandchild? If that is the reason why you want to get married, then you must stop. Get it? <laughs> Number six. Number six. Another reason why you should get you should not get married because you had broken heart. You want to escape broken heart. Now, listen to me. You want to escape broken heart. You were with someone, and then the person cheated on you. Although you were planning of getting married, but the person jilted you, cheated on you, and then went to another person. So now, another person has come. So the first question you're asking the person is that, are you going to get married to me? <laughs> so you are afraid that this person is also going to give you broken heart. So you just want to escape that relationship process and quickly go into marriage. You see, when you rush like that, you get married to the wrong person. Because someone did not treat you well in your previous relationship. Now you found the person left you and now you found someone. You want to quickly get married to the person so the person would not leave you. It's a very, very wrong reason for getting married. Very, very wrong reason. Number. Okay, yes. Let me quickly tell you this story. There's a story of um, a certain woman. This particular woman, she was about to get married. She was about to get married. The husband has paid the bride price. In fact, on their wedding day, they were all there. And before we know, the husband ran away with the bridesmaid have you seen the people the, is it the flower girl no, no not the flower girls the bridesmaid the other ladies that accompany the bride i think they are called bridesmaid right so the husband ran away with one of them so instead of getting married to that woman he ran away with the bridesmaid. Hmm. You cannot imagine what happened. You cannot imagine. The lady decided to take 
her life. She started crying, let me die. Just imagine, on your wedding day, on your wedding day, your husband ran away with your bridesmaid. Hi! This world is wicked. And then, in two weeks' time, this man who ran away with a bridesmaid was preparing to get married to her. So, they finally got married and they were going for their honeymoon. They had an accident and both of them died. Then, the lady who was tilted, she came to her and said, Hey! So this would have happened to me. Yes, it would have happened to her. God found a way to protect her. See, let me tell you. So anytime you are cheated, anytime someone cheats on you, anytime you have a broken heart, it means that person is not your real husband. Let them go. Let them go. It means they don't have what it takes that was why they jilted you. They cheated on you. They don't have... In fact, if it happens like that, celebrate. Thank God that, hey, you have delivered me. You have delivered me. Don't it's time to cry and be sad because you were jilted. No. It's time for you to celebrate. Thank you, Jesus. Because if he was your husband, he would not have jilted you. He would not have done that. You should know that. Amen. Amen. Are you learning something? Number seven. Getting married for money. You see, it's a very, very powerful reason not to get married. Getting married for money. Let me make a statement. And I want you to take it very seriously. Money does not guarantee a successful marriage. Man, money, money, sikam. <laughs> they said, sikam per de de. Did you hear that? <laughs> money does not like noise. Here in Ghana, there are a lot of things going on. Getting married for money. Money does not guarantee a successful marriage. You see, <laughs> men and women, listen to me carefully. You, maybe you are looking for a rich man. Maybe you are looking for a rich woman. Ah, you have made a mistake. This is a very, very wrong way to get married. You are getting married because the person is rich. Aye. See, that money it does not bring happiness. There are a lot of married men and women, they are not happy in their marriage. Some of them, they have expensive bed, but they can't sleep on the bed because every night the man is beating them. Every night, the man is between them. There is no happiness. It is better you sleep happily 
on a student mattress somewhere than for you to sleep on a queen size and a king size bed and then you are receiving beating every night <clears throat> you see money cannot buy a good character listen carefully money would never it can never buy a good character so if you think ah because he's rich oh he's cool you know most of us we are deluded we are deluded once we just see that ah who's cow saving money that is it he came oh you are telling your friend oh he came here with his car yesterday oh he picked me up with his car yesterday oh when i was walking he took me with his car yesterday <laughs> madam car and mr car <laughs> thought his car <laughs> v m l d i've forgotten the name of the car <laughs> rose royce madam rose royce and mr limo <laughs> You see, when you go for money in marriage, you are substituting. You are substituting your happiness. You are substituting your happiness. I'm not saying this thing. I'm not saying you should not marry rich men. I'm saying. Don't get married because somebody is rich. It's not a good decision. <laughs> you know, unfortunately for our sisters, <laughs> many of the nice men, sweet men, they are not rich. Oh, they are not rich. Many of the romantic men, most of them are not rich. <laughs> Forget You see, there's a certain lady. This particular lady, according to her, she always said, "Oh, I will marry a pilot, no matter what. I must get married to a pilot. <laughs> I must get married to a pilot. You don't know there is where I'm laughing. Every day, I will marry a pilot. I will marry a pilot. According to her, she must marry a pilot." And you know, she finally got married to the pilot. <laughs> the last time we saw her, her front teeth, the front teeth was gone. The front teeth, everything at the front was gone. She had only one good eye. <laughs> only one good eye. Why? Because the pilot was using her as a punching bag. The pilot, <laughs> you want to marry a pilot? The pilot was using her as a punching bag. So let me tell you. Maybe there is a guy around the corner. You are looking at him. He is not rich, but is having. nice character 
it's hard working. You may not be able to afford a car today, but a time is coming. That guy will be able to buy 20 cars. See? Number nine. Number eight. Some people, they want to use marriage as an escape route. Maybe they are staying with their parents. They want to use marriage to escape. So that is why they quickly get married. So they can stop living with their parents. That is a very, very foolish reason for getting married. Another one is having pity. You should not get married because you are having pity for somebody. You feel sorry for the person. Okay? If you get married because you feel sorry for the person, it's a very wrong reason. The person comes to you. Oh, my last wife, she broke my head. Oh, she broke my eyes. And then you're there and you said, Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, don't worry. Sorry. And then he was like, uh-huh. Would you take good care of me? Please. I need a woman to get married to. And then you're there and say, Oh, don't worry. I will take care of you. I will marry. Okay. Go. You are getting married because you are pitying somebody. No. You say, Hey, this lady, she hasn't, she's now. 40 she hasn't gotten married let me marry her no you don't get married out of pity it's a very very wrong decision number 10 foolish expectation foolish expectation for example you are getting married to somebody who is not a believer you are getting married to an unbeliever and then you are thinking that after you have gotten married to the person the person is going to change <laughs> ah, yeah 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 you are joking with fire you are joking with fire don't ever make a mistake you want to get married to somebody and then you can see that this person's character, if they should get angry, they will break your head. If they should get angry, they will destroy your television. If they get angry, they destroy your things. And yet, <laughs> you are having it at the back of your mind that, ah, after we get married, the person is going to change. Are you God? If the person wants to change, let the person change before marriage. And see to it that the person is changed. Don't make that kind of wrong decision. Somebody is a smoker, smoking, drinking. And you go ahead to get married to the person having it in mind that one day 
this person is going to change it. It's a very, very great tragedy because the person may become worse. In the relationship, they are insulting you, insulting your father, insulting. Still, you went on. You see, that person will continue disrespecting you even in marriage. You get it? So you don't say or you don't have it in mind that this person is going to change after marriage. If the person doesn't change before marriage, forget. Number 11. Getting married because of beauty or handsomeness. Hmm. May the Lord help us. Getting married because somebody is very beautiful or very handsome is like saying you are buying a house and the reason why you are buying the house is because it's because of the paint <laughs> why are you buying the house you are buying the house because of the paint oh the painting is very beautiful once the paint wears off that is it You don't get married because somebody is looking beautiful or handsome. If that is the reason why you get married to that person, then it's a very, very foolish decision. It would go against you. It may haunt you. In fact, sometimes we neglect some things. Listen to this carefully. Especially the ladies that do this makeup and those things. I'm not against makeup. In fact, you have to do makeup. Say they said makeup is um you are not your face is not up to standard. So they are making it up so that <laughs> that is why they brought makeup so that they can bring your face to standard. Every day, you use makeup, and then you got married. The man has never seen your real face. The day he may see that face, say, hey, Jesus, blood of Jesus. This is how you look like. The person may be surprised. Because every time you are going to see the person make up, everything about you make up, let them see. You see, as you are dating, let them see your face. Let the man see your face. Let them see you as you are. Some of them use Snapchat. Snapchat. Now, <laughs> Snapchat can make anybody so beautiful. That when you meet the person in real life, you'll be like, hey, <laughs> Mrs. Snapchat. <laughs> in fact, I heard though, I don't know if it is true. He said, if you want to, if you want to um, um, see that lady is beautiful, go and look at her face when she wakes up. Hey, that's what he said. I don't know. 
Another thing is accidental pregnancy. Accidental pregnancy. Maybe you are trying to get married, and the reason why you want to get married is because you got pregnant for the man. You should not put yourself under pressure to get married because you've gotten pregnant. Because you got pregnant for a man whom you have not gotten married to, if you are not willing to marry the person, then don't. When you check other criteria and you feel it's not going to help you, then don't put yourself under that bondage. Your life is too important. Your happiness is too important for you to give it away just like that. Another thing is tribal connection. You want to get married because they're from a tribe. They're from a tribe. You want to get married to somebody from a tribe. And once they are not from your tribe, ah, it's not possible. That's a wrong reason. Another reason is because you want to um, get married because of parental satisfaction. You want to satisfy your parents. You want to make your mom and your dad happy. That is why you know. That is, oh, get married to the to my friend's daughter or to my friend's son so you want to make them happy then you get married no you don't make that kind of mistake and then lastly some people also do get married to hurt their parents the reason why they want to get married is because they want to hurt their parents <laughs> Whether you are getting married to satisfy your parents or getting married to hurt your parents, these are for wrong reasons that you must not make. Now, quickly, I'm done with the 15 wrong reasons for getting married. Now, quickly, I want to talk about the types of husbands. Are you guys there? Are you guys there? I want to talk about the type, the different types of husbands. The different types of husbands. Tomorrow, I'm going to talk about the different types of wives. What are different types of husbands? We have two main types of husband number one we have the wicked husband number two we have the kingdom husband the kingdom husband who is the wicked husband who is the wicked husband the wicked husband, we can divide them into different categories. I want to show you 
please, the ladies, make sure you listen carefully. Listen carefully to the different kind of men you have in the market so you can make the right choice. Don't say, Pastor Philip did not tell you. I am telling you now. Number one, under the wicked husband, we have the hard husband. What is the hard husband? This type of husband is unbending. He is unyielding. Cannot be corrected. You cannot correct him. <laughs> Anything you tell him, he does not accept. In fact, he warn your parents. <laughs> he will tell your parents not to come to visit you in the house. He will beat up your parents. <laughs> this type of husband, they call them the hard husband. They are very arrogant and full of pride. Very, very arrogant set of people. You see, there are ladies that have found themselves with this kind of men. What they'll be doing now every day is to be crying. There was a certain man. The church elders called him because the wife came to report that he was always harassing her. And then they asked the man, Why are you harassing your wife? And then the man said, Oh, I'm just checking her up. I'm just testing her. And then they told the woman to speak. The woman said, Anytime she goes out and she comes back, the first thing the husband will say, Okay, take off your pants. Take off your pants. And then he will begin to inspect the pants to check if the woman has gone to sleep outside. What kind of, what kind of human being is that? There are some ladies, I'm telling you, they are suffering from this. The men are abusing them, treating them anyhow. This is the hard husband. Instead of a lady to get back home with, oh, honey, welcome, the first thing, take off your pants. The second type of wicked husband, we call them the mini husband. The mini husband. In fact, Many husband, they are very, very good on bed. In the dining table, they are excellent. You see, but they cannot take responsibility. They want to say school fees, oh, they don't have money. They no food in the house, they don't have money. They are lazy. 
they are lazy and very, very selfish. Once you meet this kind of man and then you get married to him, that means you have limited your destiny. Number three is the bachelor husband. The bachelor. How do we identify him? This husband is having his own room. He's having his own room. <laughs> he doesn't give attention to the wife. He's very, very selfish. He can be going out with his friends, going for party. Doesn't care about the wife. Playing video games with his friends, spending time with his friends. But he doesn't spend time with the wife. He doesn't give attention to the wife. He doesn't spend time with the children. He doesn't give attention to them. Although he may think he's married to him, but he's still a bachelor. This is a bachelor husband. Amen. Amen. You know, as I'm saying this thing, I feel so sad within me because there are some ladies that will put themselves in these things. You see, I wish that most people will hear this before they will jump into marriage. Number four type of husband is the ascetic husband. You see, this type of husband, he doesn't smile. He doesn't joke. No joke. He has turned the house to a military camp. He gives command. Hey, you, do this, do that. Very, very, very acid. In fact, he can slap anybody at any time. He doesn't care. He can even beat up the wife. can you know that a man he doesn't like smiling he, he doesn't like joking you can't play with him and then you go ahead to get married oh maybe that's what you like you like a military husband acidic say you get out acidic then another type of husband, I call them the slave master husband. The slave master. Now, this type of husband, he sees his wife as a housemaid. He sees his wife as a sex machine. He sees the wife as a cook. You see, there are some men that are like that. In fact, there was a particular man, he was about to get married. And four weeks before the marriage, the man stopped washing his clothes. 
he has piled his dirty clothes four weeks before getting married. He stopped washing his clothes. They asked him, why did you stop washing your clothes? He said, ah, my wife is coming. So according to him, the wife <laughs> is a laundry. According to him, the wife... <laughs> You see, there are men who are like that. They see their wives as slaves. Call them the slave master husband. Then we have the general husband. I'm going to stop on the types of husband and then I continue tomorrow because our time is almost up. The general husband this type of husband he has a lot of girlfriends concubines he spends lavishly on ladies outside sleep with housemates in fact if you are his wife he can even go after your younger sister this one they call them general that means your husband is not belonging to you he's for everybody general husband he has slept with almost all the lady on the street doesn't have self-control amen well i hope you ladies you can pray because hmm, for you you have very very tough decisions to make then we have the other one known as the dry husband the dry husband this one you don't get close to him no hugging no kissing he's very very dry no romance nothing nothing if you are about to enter his room the wife you must knock before you enter the room <laughs> they don't have any respect for their wives if the wife says oh I'm going out to see my friends. Hey, don't go out. Sit there. If they can insult their wives in front of strangers, they say, This is my wife. Oh, she's not correct. This is my wife. She can't cook. They will insult their wife in front of strangers. These are a dry husband. Dry. Very dry. And then we have. The parasite husband. Parasite. Parasite. These ones, they don't work. <laughs> they don't do anything in the house. For them, who is supposed to wash the walls? The wife. Who is supposed to wash the clothes? The wife. Who is supposed to clean the kitchen? The wife. They don't support the wife. Their wife does everything. Everything. They can't sort, they can't do anything. For them, they are just there to collect money from the woman. Ah, please, can you can can you withdraw a certain amount of money for me? I want to use it to do something. <laughs> they are not working. They are not working. Can you withdraw this amount of money from the bank where you are coming? Uh, parasitic husband then 
the last one, which is the worst of the husband, we call them the baby, baby husband, baby husband. <laughs> this baby husband, they are immature. In fact, they beat their wife when they get angry. When they get angry, they don't eat. They reject food. They don't apologize. Ah, they don't apologize. Always complaining, complaining, talking, 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 talking. The wife will say, oh, honey, you have been talking for so long. Can you be quiet? And say, shut up your mouth. Let me finish the talking. In fact, the baby husband, they can keep malice with their wife. They can keep malice with their wife for three weeks. They won't talk to their wife. Baby husband. Because God not allowed you to meet this kind of man. The baby husband does not forgive. Does not forgive. <laughs> if you do something to him, he must retaliate. Another thing that nobody can know his fear about. When he's going out, he doesn't tell anybody. He can call the wife terrible kind of names. He can call the wife mosquito. He can call the wife lizard. He can call the wife cockroach. This one, he goes to markets by himself. He goes to the market by himself because he does not trust the wife. He knows that if the wife goes to the market, he will he gets profit. So he himself will go to the market and go and buy other things and bring it to the house. This is a baby husband. Baby husband. When he gets angry, he will destroy things. In fact, the baby husband, he loves the mother more than the wife. He loves, he loves his mother more than his wife. <laughs> Our time is up. Our time is up. We'll stop here for today. We'll stop here for today. Amen. I hope you've learned something today. Amen. You can still come back to listen to this audio. We are going to continue tomorrow. We are going to continue tomorrow. Tomorrow we are going to look at the types of wives. I will describe them to you. <laughs> God bless you all. I'll see you tomorrow. You are blessed. Au revoir.